In times like these, being a citizen is a big job. Thank you for joining us to celebrate the virtues of self-rule and debate the state of our republic. Welcome to the Citizen's Prerogative Podcast. This is the voice of your nerdy host, Michael Piscatelli, and we are blessed with a co-host whose passion for our republic precedes him everywhere he goes, Raymond Wong Jr. I'm in the money, I'm in the money, this economy isn't working for me at all. Ah, this is episode number 25, and if it sticks, we're titling it New Economics. So today, as Ray so astutely called out for us in his little jingle, we're going to be talking about um, a, a new concept around economics that's coming up on the scene. Uh, I've been delving into this book written by Kate Raworth. Hopefully I'm pronouncing her name correctly. I should have researched it. Um, but basically, she just she recently re- released a book about donut economics, and it's really fascinating because it's been a hot minute since we've had any really new, insightful economic theories or models emerge on the scene. So it's it's very exciting, and and she takes a very logical approach, or where however this all got developed, it it comes together through a very logical approach, which is one of the reasons why I think Ray and I um, are going to identify with it as we learn more about it. So um, just just to preview some of where this is going, uh, donut donuts are delicious, but really we're only talking about the shape. Um, you know what? I'm glad you clarified that, Michael, because. I was I was thinking of donuts and I was thinking how delicious they are, but I was like, you know, Dunkin' Donuts they they've opened and closed constantly. It can't be an efficient economy. Mm. And it and it wouldn't it doesn't. I mean, donuts are delicious as dessert, but they're definitely n- not healthful. I wouldn't recommend it unless you've already got all your daily nutrients in. <laughs> so this donut is going to be a healthy donut. We're going to sell it. I just want to clarify that you said healthy donut, and if we do sell it, we will be the first to ever sell a healthy donut in this world. I don't think they exist. Uh, if they do, they're not popular. They're probably, you know, they, their popularity is probably on par with rice cakes. Not, not to dog rice cakes. I mean, there are some pretty tasty ones out there, but... Not at all. Ah, um, and, and the whole reason why we're bringing up donut economics is basically it's it's going to give us an opportunity to migrate towards something and away from where we've been, which we know is the system we have now is done. It's, it's run its course. We've talked about it many times. Um, and, and the earth agrees. I think the, the earth wholeheartedly agrees. We are done with the version of economics and uh, externalities and limitless and never-ending growth etc etc um that what if you have to like kind of tie it to donut what is it now is it the ever extraction economy is it the 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 pool like i'm thinking about donut if we compare it to today's economy would we call it the one-way economy like just it's a road that goes straight to the wealthy goes straight to the top all the wealthy and the wealth and power and energy and resources go to the top yeah, because all I can imagine in my head is like a, a line chart and the line chart from left to right just goes up, up and up and up just forever. I mean, yeah. 
till till everything's gone and destroyed and murdered and pillaged. <laughs> Profit at any cost, growth at any cost. Make the chart go up. We like charts that go up. Me like chart chart go up. <laughs> Me like chart chart go up. I've I've seen boardrooms that operate like that. <laughs> Oh, goodness. It was so easy, too. You know, you go to a degree, you get a stamp, you're part of the meritocracy, chart go up. Yeah, and it's all that matters. You're right. Like any, any metric in business is always just up. What was it last year? Up. Except for uh, human cost, of course, except for wages, right? And except for your, your staff and the people that matter that generate all that revenue, that's the only one they're, they're obsessed with getting down. Yeah, and if things ever start to uh, peter off or tick downwards, they're like, oh, we need to find something new to exploit. <laughs> yeah, it's not like we go back and fix it. So you're right. I think that's the best analogy. It's, I, the monolith economy we currently have or this, whatever it is, this constantly uh, draining uh, rise to the top. Yeah, whatever gets in its way or doesn't agree with it becomes an externality. Oh, well, that's outside of economics or the economic model. The collateral damage. Collateral damage. True cost to production. Ah, anyway, taking a step back, let's bring it back to the donut for a minute. Why is it a donut? Why is it a donut? I wish I could show you all an image, but you should go look up an image. Go search donut economics, but I'm going to paint a, a visual, hopefully using words here. Um, so imagine it's it's two concentric rings, like an outer ring and an inner ring, and the inner ring is shorter than the outer ring. So now you've got this range in between the two rings, right? So it looks like a donut. It looks like a tire, whatever, right? It's hollow in the middle, and it's hollow all the way around the outside, and there's just the sidewall. If it was a tire, you're just looking at the sidewall of the tire. Well, what forms the tread or the outside of the tire is the ecological ceiling, as it's presented, meaning there are limits to what this earth can can supply, provide, clean up behind us, you know, and renew itself. We now know there are ecological limits. And the economics that have brought us to the point we're at today, ecological limits are an externality. It doesn't deal with it. it no, uh, coal is unlimited. Oil is unlimited. Gold, you know, whatever. It just assumes your only limitation is how quickly you can mine it. <clears throat> Donut economics doesn't look at it like that. It says, no, there is an upward barrier. There's a carrying capacity for this planet, although I haven't gotten to that part. I don't think there's a chapter about that yet. Um, but there's a carrying capacity for, you know, how many things can live and put demands on this ecosystem. And so that's the upper limit. And then the, the lower limit, the inner ring of the uh, donut is like a livable life. It's the minimal minimum living, living condition or social foundation for people to be okay. <laughs> I almost said successful. <laughs> successful would be great, um, but just okay. I mean, let's just say they have enough food, they have shelter, they have clothing and water. Bare basics, right? You can eat, you have shelter, you have clothing, you have water. That's the inside. So we live in, in our whole economy, our entire existence, our entire economic existence should be on the sidewall of that tire. It should be inside the rings in the donut or on the donut. That's the whole concept. And so they take that visual, which is really powerful in a lot of ways because it's circular. The whole point is, you know, we need to create a regenerative system. 
um, we need to take into account the true costs of things so that we can offset those properly and keep things in bounds. And it's neat because um, projected onto the donut are various aspects of our biosphere, um, things that we are actively adjusting because we're, we're in the Anthropocene, which is what scientists call this time, this era, this epoch, epoch or whatever the word is, um, because we've humans have had such a major impact on the environment and, and the world as we know it. So in any case, um, it, we, we, we're measuring certain aspects of it because of the health of our environment. We need to maintain the health of the, the earth and the health of our societies and all of those things. And so on the donut, they just project um, various levels of use, overuse, underuse, abuse, and so it's a way of saying, okay, we want to live in the donut, but here's where we are now. We're all over it. We are all over it. We are way outside. We're under the ring with poverty. We are beyond the ring with um, carbon, you know, the amount of carbon we're putting into the atmosphere and other things, um, as well as it also measures, you know, you think about agriculture, you think about phosphorus um, runoff, there's phosphorus and a few other things that come out of nitrogen, things like that, right, that we're using in farming at levels that was never envisioned and, and shouldn't be happening. <laughs> and that puts weight on ecology, and that's represented on the ring. All of these things get represented on the ring because eventually we need to see where we're at so that we can get to where we want to be, which is in harmony. I'm going to stop there because I don't know that you've seen this image, right? Uh, you actually did a good job describing it so i'd say that i i definitely feel like i understand exactly what you're talking about and i'm glad because starting this conversation I, I had not been exposed to this idea of donut and it makes complete sense it's almost like you apply um supply and demand logistics to the planet itself the planet what it can bear and what long term so and it, it makes sense to me because then i envision this donut it means that the donut's gonna not always be even right we're gonna see spikes on certain sides of the donut but then you mm -hmm. offset it right because the idea is well then we'll just push more energy on the ecology front right we we've got a problem with pollution First off, we need to reduce pollution, but also we need to increase the number of trees on the planet, right? So there is an actual conscious solution. So our news reports don't just say overfishing in the Alaskan region and overfishing in the UK waters. And the real issue is that we are running out of food and nobody wants to talk about it. And it yes. seems like this donut economy forces the constant conversation and the the humanist view frankly that we we can't survive and i just want to say that it's interesting because until you said this well i mean i still was kind of green um there are some in the billionaire circle that say that going to mars is the wrong choice like focusing on more mars the, the the spacex all of this is the wrong decision because we should be focusing on earth because it's harder going to mars is easy building rockets and escaping the planet is easy and it's the coward's way out we should actually be investing heavily in the earth and stop going to space for now yeah or try to do both try and chew walk uh chew walk chew walk and jump we can yeah you can chew you can chew uh, 
walk and chew gum at the same time. I can't even say it. And you're right, because I've seen some NASA technology where they can generate huge rain clouds and cause it to rain. You know, that, and that's NASA that, that's generating mm-hmm. this tech, right? So they do, I do believe they, they exist together. However, these billionaires who have far too much money, it's not NASA, it's the billionaires that have far too much money and are competing with our governmental agency. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Competition has a place, um, but it, it not where collaboration is more more valuable, in my opinion, right? And that's the donut, right? We have to examine yeah. this competition, I suppose. Like, does it does it does it push people out? Does it does it bring us too close too far from the the overall goals, right? Because there there is a problem with space junk, and we don't talk about space junk and True. all of the garbage left. And so, when I'm thinking about the donut. That means we have to talk about every little piece until mm-hmm. we're tired of it. And I get it. That's not, that costs money and corporations don't like to spend money. Yeah, it costs money. It's time. It, it's taxing. Um, it's less fun than consuming, I guess, to some, for, I mean, relatively speaking. I mean, we enjoy it. Those of us who are super nerdy, of course, we enjoy it. But to a point, we also like to take a weekend off and go to Disneyland or whatever, too. I mean, we're all human, right? We all enjoy a little downtime. Um, but in order to earn that downtime, we should be thinking about some of these things too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the how it looks on the ground is interesting. And I don't have a lot of good pictures to paint there right now. But if we can stay in imagination land, let's be Imagineers for a heartbeat here. Um, and the way forward, as it's presented through Kate's perspective, and it's one that I completely agree with, and it's not it's not controversial, but we necessarily aren't going, we're not going to be able to change the system we have. It's it's very unlikely. Let's let's put it that way. You can win a few hearts and minds over, and if they've got enough money, energy, and clout, they can shift things, you know, like if Amazon wanted to change the way it does something tomorrow, if Apple, like there's a hand few a handful of these really outsized entities in the corporate world sphere that if they were to buy into this and start taking action it it could make a difference but it's not what we're going to rely on it's not what we should rely on we need to rely on building new systems building new components you know we have to replace what we have rather than tune up what we've got because what's been built is based on not a lot not a lot of info not a lot of facts not a lot of science um these are really old ideas that just like came to people's minds from you know looking at charts and wanting to make economics seem like science um you know around the same time that science was you know learning about um gravity newton's law were coming about that's where economics originally got its charts like it's funny this book's really interesting because it covers the history because she she does a good job trying to tear down the existing system because it's not really its foundations are really poor (laughs) um you know and then she goes into selling the case for for what's next but it does require us to have a lot of imagination about what's next because it's not what's here it's what has yet to come. And so we have to be cognizant to look for these things that aren't right. And we know intuitively where these things are not right. You know, our, our inner compass tells us where these things are not right. 
for the most part. And those are new business opportunities or opportunities for new processes, structures, ideas, programs, groups, you know, you name it. Um, but it's how we have to approach it and replace. We just have to start moving everything. And that's that's kind of where cryptocurrency and decentralized finance and all that's kind of coming at it too, right? They're like, hey, we're just going to build what's new and eventually what's old is going to go away. Like landlines, like telephone landlines or something, right? You know, we it's not like we had a big anti-landline movement. <laughs> we had a pro-mobile movement. We wanted to be free and untethered from our, our walls to talk to our friends and our family. And so it's the same concept. Let's just build something better that we can all move towards. That's attractive, makes sense. It's logical. And that's where the donut's coming from. The donut saying, okay, you know what? We've learned a lot in recent decades. Our, our collective brain on the internet, et cetera, has grown tremendously, right? Um, unstoppably. And so why don't we design economics based on what we know right now? <laughs> the facts, the science, the data, instead of just following what people invented in, in the you know, 20s, 30s, or whenever it was, you know, and they, they created charts that looked like charts that science was creating at the time to make them seem legit. <laughs> uh, what a what a bad bill of goods we built this whole thing on. Well, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I think that's the problem. We got to get away from these ideas of, and there's a lot of that, right? You, you, people just throughout the um, American vernacular, we have terminology to just accept what was given to us. But that's not even our, like our parents were told that by other people that were in power that told them that they had to accept it. And it's just become ingrained in our culture. And I like this because this donut economy is, it seems like it's, it's circular, right? It's, there's no end to it. You're always thinking of everybody involved. I really kind of like this, this analogy, besides the fact that I want a donut after our show today, but the, 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 I am, I'm taken back by this ideal that, yeah, think about, Everything that goes into it, you know, it's harder and takes a little more energy, but when you are making a purchase or when you're making a decision, do you holistically think about everything that, that is, that is being impacted? Can we, can we solve for everything as a human being? No, but I think you're right. The collective brain power, right? Michael will move the needle forward as a larger group, just by all trying to think about this decision. How does it affect something greater? How does it, how does my actions um, fit into the greater scheme of things? And, and I'm talking about general business decisions. I'm talking about just anything you do, we all have the ability. And we're seeing that today, right? Even with social justice, right? Everyone weighing in and saying something and saying, you know, our social conscious says otherwise, because not everyone's on the same page. And some people need to be reminded and some people need a donut. That is right. And I think now's a good time to hear a word from our sponsor. Fulfilling a dream where all possess an intrinsic love for self-rule that is reciprocated with free speech and equal justice under the law? Citizen Do Good values the promise of all the amendments to the Constitution along with the original core documents. Taken together, they form a framework and an operating manual for the Republic, and it provides us with the means to change with the times. The time is now to deeply re-examine our current implementation of governance for the dawning of a new day. 
We are a proud sponsor of the Citizens Prerogative Podcast, a major partner in spreading the good word about civic love and the power of change for us all. Help us to stay on mission and grow this community by rating the podcast with five stars on iTunes through the app on the web or on your device. If you don't feel like you can give us five stars, let us know why on our our sponsor's Facebook page, Citizen Do Good. Like and follow it to help even further. Also, make sure you join our newsletter at citizendogood.com. You'll get updates every couple of months on all our antics and not just the podcast. While you're there, check out the shop, which has your favorite merch and provides a way to make a one-time contribution to help us pay for production and hosting. Feel free to share any comments you have directly through the Contact Us page. Thanks for your support. We're keeping an eye on the timers. We're doing it. Um, so we've, we've, we've introduced the donut. We've talked a little bit about it and around it. What's the point? Where Where's it going? Um, it's trying to give us some more holistic model, a more complete model in order to move forward. Let me just throw out some more buzzwords around this idea. <laughs> and I hope you all will do a little research on your own because it's it's pretty exciting and it's I think it's just emerging. So there's so much more we're going to be talking about this in the future. Um, but one of the major things about the economic, this, this new economic idea is that it embraced the concept of dynamic systems. And it, it provides a set of ideas to free ourselves of these old mechanical, you know, ideas of equilibrium and, and binary mindset, mindsets that gave us like supply versus demand. Our, the systems that we inhabit, that we are, we inhabit and we participate in are far more complex than supply and demand, are far more complex than X, Y axis on a chart. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we've learned. Um, and, it, and in order to create a new model that we can all live with into the future, there's a couple of key components that I, I really identified with this thing. And it calls out the fact that it needs to be distributive by design and regenerative by design. Distributive by design, I mean, that was like a harpoon to my heart in a good way. Because this is the terminology I use to rail against redistribution, the concept of, oh, well, you're going to, you know, you're going to, what are you going to do with all this redistribution, this, that, and the other thing, because it's this, this buzzword. It's like an anti-poor people's buzzword redistribution. They made that up. We wouldn't, we don't need redistribution if distribution is done correctly in the first place. <laughs> So they hate the idea of redistribution because it means breaking the model that makes them rich. And I'm using the big they, you know, there's no booty people. I mean, I, I'm seeing it in the donut though. So if we imagine this donut, there's a segment of population and there's a segment of our fellow Americans who are living way outside of that, 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 that they're not, it's not economically sound. It's mm -hmm. not economically logical, nor is it sustainable mm -hmm. for them to have that amount of wealth. So they are this bar that just shoots way outside of the donut. Yep. And no good donut, it should be glazed and covered gently. There should be no protruding. Maybe sprinkles. Maybe sprinkles, yeah, light sprinklage, but nothing protruding out that's going to stab me in the throat. <laughs> that's right. That's what the rich are. On the model, yeah, that's how I can see them showing up like that very painful spikes. Mm, not very natural. So distributive by design, it's making sure that we're putting resources where they belong. 
with people when they need them or other places as it's needed. The system needs to be able to do that. And it's amazing because it's this weird, it's almost like a, a dovetail, if that's the right terminology with, again, I'm going to say cryptocurrency or any of these decentralized, democratized models where it's like, well, it's open to everybody. Everybody can see it. You know, it's it's there for anybody to use. This tries to make sure that everybody's essentially taken care of, which isn't a good way to put it, but everybody, including the earth. <laughs> and then regenerative. I, I think about there's um, this group called Bioneers and there's a lot of organizations out there where, but there's this key term. I was trying to attribute it to somebody and I, I can't recall who put it out there, but the point that they made was that every time you look at a system in nature, every time you look at um, an individual animal or a component, any kind of living ecosystem that is sustained in nature, among nature, every component, every inter every actor, anything involved in that system tends to leave conditions conducive to life. Life tends to leave conditions conducive to life. Beavers leave places more livable than when they arrive. Like there are umpteen, that's one of the biggest lessons that we've learned from observing nature is that all the processes in nature tend to leave things conducive to life. Even a volcanic interruption, which eruption, most people say, oh, a volcano erupting, you know, da, 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 da. it's like, well, but, but there is a renewal process that occurs just like a forest fire, right? Forest fires are natural. Wildfires are dangerous, but forest fires are natural. It's, it's a part of the ecosystem, right? It's all evolved together. So this regenerative concept that our, how we conduct the economy, how we execute the economy should leave things conducive to life. They should be regenerative. And they've been doing it for a while because I'll tell you, if I ever blow smoke on my ants, they react. They start getting, they start hiding. They start going into their, their caverns. They, they, they run from smoke. So it's interesting to me that, or maybe they just don't like me. No, I'm, I'm not surprised. I was just reading this. Um, sorry, we're going to diverge again for a minute here. But, I, you know, ecosystem is a part of the donut. It's the sugar in the donut. It's the sugar in the donut. <laughs> I was reading this article in National Geographic about... Um, these whales, they're studying these two groups of whales in the Pacific. And um, long story short, they've identified that they have, they have culture. There's these two, they're the same types of whales. I forget which kind. Yeah, I can't remember. But they're the same theoretically species of whale, but they have identified that they have their two distinct cultures. They're like they're genetically the same animal, but they behave differently. They use different calls, they use different tones, they use different hunting patterns. They do different types of acrobatics when they play. Um, and the only difference that they can identify is how they're raised, their, their pod, their school, who, who they belong to, the group that they belong to. <laughs> so we're like, oh, one more area where humans don't seem to be as superior as we thought we were. We're so 
really bad news for the human race. Like that's the thing that that's why people don't like science is because it's bad news for the human race. Exceptionalism is just constantly being taken away. And then you take away white privilege and just and nobody has anything anymore. Nope. We're all just beasts. Animal. We're just really smart monkeys. Yeah, we got lucky. Okay, but, but speaking monkeys right. love donuts, okay. but yep. but I know we we're giving our giving our call to action, I suppose. Yeah, this is the time. Sorry, thanks for bringing me back onto the onto the roadway here. Um, so, you know, we need to keep our eyes peeled on the road. Speaking of what's coming up ahead, because eventually we need to migrate away from this dominant, unending growth at any cost model. It's just yeah. it's killing us. It's killing the earth. Um, we're not going to be able to procreate because of the chemicals that it's producing and putting out there. Like, there's all kinds of issues we're starting to uncover. Um, but the call to action, what can you do? We're not here just to complain, but we're also introducing this new economic, this donut economic model to anybody who hasn't heard about it yet. We're going to be talking so much more about it into the future. And what you need to do is stay curious, stay hungry. Um, think about this, try and steep yourself in this because the next wave of business opportunities, the next wave of opportunities to write about something or, or, or get excited about something or throw yourself into something that matters to you can be coming out of this, the cutting edge. And so that's why we're talking about crypto. That's why we're talking about donut economics. Go get a donut. <laughs> yeah. um, but stop accepting, like you said, Ray, stop accepting the economy you're being sold and demand economics that work. That's really Man, what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah. Demand to have demand to understand that you can you can live in a society where you can shop, breathe, um, feel, and you can consume safely. That you know that behind the scenes, behind the scenes, and behind the scenes, there isn't someone becoming unnecessarily wealthy, someone that is chopping down half of the rainforest, or someone that's experimenting on a rare gecko. I don't know what the issue is going on, but that's what's going on, folks, is that as an economy, it, there is, there is, there, it sounds like there's a huge variability allowed, and it's allowed for who's ever willing to pay the most and whoever's in the club. And it sounds like the donut is really just about putting a cap on it and saying, when you reach that, what we've decided is the maximum limit, it invokes a discussion. So I kind of, I kind of, I think of a flare, a solar flare, right? What happens? Solar flare bursts out for a moment it goes into the sky everyone says wow and then it and then it eventually dissipates so maybe that's what the donut is maybe that a real capitalism it's maybe to me a communism is a donut that has a hard outer surface a capitalism is a donut that has solar flares that go out but then we kind of say okay that was cool jeff we'll say jeff of someone else that's cool but let's bring it back you know like we're not going to change anything we're just going to say long term we've learned something about too much wealth or overindulgence or or greed i don't know where to categorize it but i think that's what it does is the donut is what we analyze and we understand so what we're saying is that if you can remain curious because everything that's been great in our in our world or just let's again we're just about the citizenship of the United States, right? Anything that's been created within the United States was created out of deep thought, imagination, creativity, right? Thinking about things that never existed before. I'm gonna to go to my favorite place, Disneyland. It was created out of pure love and imagination. And, and 
and and it ne and never about making money was the person who created it. In fact, it never successfully made a lot of money for the person that created it. But the bottom line is that it was created and it now is a cultural icon. And why can't any of you be that? All of us can be that in our own communities because that's the beauty of this type of government is we self-rule and we can really rule at self-rule. <laughs> I'll stop there, Mike. Well put. No, I love it. And let's work together to put to bed the era of inequality. Let's leave inequality in the past and live equitably moving forward among one another and on this planet that all these other really smart animals also have to live on. We, we all have to live together. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. We have been your hosts. Thank you to Mr. Raymond Wong Jr. And thank you, Mr. Piscatelli. It's truly been a healthy donut uh, that was quite flavorful. <laughs> it's been something, that's for sure. Uh, for more information on this and other episodes, head over to citizenduga.com and click on podcast. While you're there, hit up our contact us page and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from the community. Special thanks to you, our listeners. We save the best for last. You are the best and have been for years. Thank you for your support. We know it's painful and we love you. Intro music sampled from OK Class by Ozzy Jock under Creative Commons license through freemusicarchive.org. Other music provided royalty-free through Fizzly and Studios, Inc.